All right, hello and welcome to the RPG Academy podcast Twitch channel. My name is Michael, and we're here tonight for a very special episode of Detention Live. This is our year-end show, so 2023. We're going to take a look back at some of our favorite things that happened in 2023. It might be books we've read, shows we've watched, movies we've checked out, uh, games we played, games we've made. Hint, hint. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just going to be a fun time, positive vibes only. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. Chris, say hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. Uh, I as it's always a good time to have you on the mic, so I appreciate you giving me your time and energy this year, and then all the times you've been the reason detention actually happens. Uh, and then join us tonight as a special guest co-host. We have Mr. Dragonsbane himself. Jonathan, say hello to everyone. Hey, how's it going, everybody? I am Mr. Dragonbane, uh, or Jonathan, or Jay. Depending on how you, like pronounce my name or say my name i know where i know you from <laughs> so i actually put an s i pluralized it so on the thing it says dragon's bane but there's no s it's dragon bane correct correct okay. yeah the uh i actually took that from gen con when i was there i took it off the floor as everybody was like packing up and everything like i'm, I'm taking this with me yeah there's no s in between <laughs> all right well i'm gonna fix that right fast so um so Normally on a detention, it's a little structured a little bit differently. Um, so this time it's going to be a little bit different. So while, while I'm me- fixing the mistake I already made, which is most of my life, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where people might know you from or where they could find you and the things that you do online? Okay, yeah. Uh, well, again, I'm Jonathan or Mr. Dragonbane. Um, I run um, TTRPGs, tabletop role-playing games. Um, I live in Louisville. Kentucky. Uh, if you can pronounce that correctly, you, you've got kudos. If not, you still have kudos because nobody in the South can talk. We're good. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm just a guy that likes to run TTRPGs, and this year I've been making it into conventions. Uh, I've actually made a big footprint. Um, uh, I actually, as of last night, I ran 500 hours of Dragon Bane, a TTRPG by uh, Free League Publishing. So if you haven't played it, check it out because it's like it's like D and D five E but light. Um, it's very smooth, very fresh. But uh, yeah, I'm just a guy that likes to run games and teach people how to play. Yeah, we um, you actually ran a game of Dragon Bane for me and some of the other friends of the uh, the podcast. I believe that's on Victory Condition Gaming's YouTube. It is indeed. We streamed it live, so you can still see it there. Um, I believe I I ran a one shot for our sample adventure, so that's up as well. Um, And then I'm actually scheduled to play in one of your games in two weeks at River City Con. Me and my youngest are going to be there, and I think we're in your Alien game. Yes. So funny enough, earlier in 2023 at Lexicon, we played in the same game of Blade Runner. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes, uh, yes. yes. I didn't realize yes. that was you, but yeah, we played yes. that. Um, J- not Jason, John. Who ran that game? It was Andy. Okay, okay. But oh, yeah, yeah I was thinking, okay, my yeah. brain's going, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I kind of remember that yeah. now. Yeah, we, we played, I was thinking about it the other day, um, and I, I didn't want to say anything until we until I got on here with you. But yeah, we played in that, and then I ran a game for you, and then yeah, uh, here in a couple weeks at River City Con. January 12th to the 14th here in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, yeah, I'll be running Alien on the 14th on Sunday. 
Yeah, and we were hoping to get you to a catacomb last year, but it overlapped with another convention that you were already doing. Uh, uh, that I put on, yeah. What is it, Nerd Nerdville? Nerdville? <laughs> it's Nerd Luvia. Nerd Luvia. Okay, yeah. Um, but maybe for 2024, it's, it's something we're talking about. We'll see if we can make it happen. Yeah, I uh, mean, I'll come run, you know, 30 hours of games at your convention. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what I do. I run yeah. like 30 to 40 hours. That's what I do. Awesome. Uh, well, we got Targris and Foxblade hanging out with us in chat. Thank you both for being here. I really hope uh, you have a good time. Again, we're going to jump into the show. The idea is that each of us brought a list of 10 things that we just kind of wanted to celebrate about 2023. Now, this is not a top 10 list where like number one is the best and number 10 is least best. This is just 10 things that we loved and we wanted to share and talk about. So we could, we all have, basically we had our own categories. So we could all make up whatever category we needed to make the things that we wanted to fit, fit. Uh, and it should not be too much of an, uh, you know, a, an oddity for me. Like I have like three different movies. So I made up three different random movie categories so that they could each be in there. Uh, so I'll start just to kick things off to give everybody kind of an idea of how this works. So I'm going to say that for me, my first number or first top 10 of the year is my favorite animated movie. And that would be Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Mm. I freaking loved that movie. The, the first Spider-Man, I think it's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, is in my mind still the single greatest comic book movie ever made not animated no there's no conditions or caveats it is the best superhero movie ever made and across the spider verse is just slightly below that for me but absolutely just i love the animation style i love the the character the voice actors i got for all these parts the story that they're telling i mean I get emotional anyways. If people, anybody who's listening to this knows that I, I cry the drop of a hat these days. Uh, but those movies make me ball like a child. I mean, just like absolutely just, I can't, how, it makes me so happy that I cry. Uh, Foxplay says he thinks the cross is even better. The only reason I would push back a little bit is because it's basically half a movie. Like it literally is half of the movie. So that's why sure. I can't say no. Once the third one comes out and we have the complete trilogy, that may end up being my favorite, but currently I would have to say that I like Into better. Uh, so, Chris, I saw you nodding your head a little bit. How do you feel about the Across the Spider-Verse movie? I liked it. Um, I, I I really like them. I like them both. I think that the character Miles Morales might have some of the most developed character. He's not just, you know, oh, I'm Tony Stark. I drink a lot. No, I'm Iron Man. I'm going to save everybody. Like you really can kind of identify with this teenager struggling with a being a teenager and now having superpowers, okay. which would be, I don't know if I was a teenager and gave me superpowers, I would do things differently. Than <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just say that. Um, I don't think I would be quite as, I would be, I would be out there trying to save people, but I grew up in the sticks. So it would take me a long time to get there. So there's no skyscrapers where I came from. So yeah. it would be very difficult. It would be like that scene in, in um, Homecoming where Spider-Man, he can't web swing through the golf course. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. my hometown. There's no building over like 40 feet tall. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. same with mine. So, no, I really liked it. I, I really like how they're developing it. I liked the different versions of Spider-Man all coming together and then 
you know, you have Spider-Man 2099 being kind of the bad guy. Yeah. That was the best part of it was just the. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Part of it is, you know, my son really likes Miles Morales. He's read multiple of the thick books that we've bought for him, which I think are just multiple comic books that they just put into one. Mm -hmm. So watching him with him was fun too, because he'll just kind of smile and be like, yep, I knew that was going to happen. And I'm like, I, I had no clue. Yeah. I had no idea that was a bad guy. I just assumed he was going to be a good guy. So yeah, it was fun. I, I have seriously considered getting a tattoo. I, I have one tattoo now. I've, I've thought about getting another one for years. I, I still haven't. Because part of it is like, I, I'm not the kind of person that if I'm going to like permanently disfigure my body, I want it to be something that means something. Like I'm not just going to go get like a sure. NFL logo. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but just for me personally, it's not something I would want to do. But that image from the first Spider-Man movie where he leaps from the building and he's falling, but they invert the frame so it looks like he's rising up. Like that image, I just, every now and then just think about that image sometimes. And I would love to get that. Like if I was going to, that's probably what I would get on my body is that image of Miles rising up from the, oh, God, such a just beautiful image. Though that's from the first movie. We're talking about the second one. Uh, so Mr. Dragonbane, your thoughts on the Spider-Man uh, second Spider-Verse movie? So... I'll be honest, I have not seen it yet, Ooh. but I have seen Into, and I actually have a little fun fact for you that I learned uh, about the movie and how they kind of like made it. Okay. Um, typically in animation, and this is like a, like one of like the laws, like they, like unwritten laws that they have in animation, you have to do it like in a one-two step. Like it has to be smooth. And they do every character, every transition, everything like that. But into the Spider-Verse, the very first one, they purposely had multiple characters move in different sequences. Mm -hmm. They weren't just one, two step because they wanted to show not only one, the groundbreaking uh, animation style that they were trying to do, but they were trying to show that not every uh, character is the same because they come from different you know, multiverses and right. everything like that. And I just, that, that blew my mind. Yeah. Like when I watched that animation, I was blown away. Um, so they, in the second one, they actually do that again with one character in particular uh, being animated on the threes. So yes. usually it's, it's got you animated on the ones four. every it's 24 frames. Yeah, Miles was on the twos, so he was only animated half as many frames until it became fully. Once he became Spider-Man, they they changed it. But uh-huh. in the third one, they actually have one character in particular who's animated on the threes specifically for a reason that kind of fits the character. It's it's uh-huh. gorgeous. It's it's again, I've I've seen some things online that maybe the the people who made the movie weren't treated very well. Don't like that at all. But they have made some incredible art, and I want to recognize them. For that, because it is a beautiful movie to look at. The mm-hmm. story is just like top notch. And then just even in the score, like everything just works perfectly together. Like that is that is art in my mind. Yeah. Like movies, film, whatever, but those Spider-Verse movies are are art. One hundred percent. All right, Chris, what's your first top of twenty twenty-three? All right. So I, I my list is gonna be a little different. Because mine's not specifically movies and stuff. It's more it can be whatever you want. Yeah, things that happen in life. So, and I, and I know I've said this in the past, and I'm going to say it again. A Catacon was a huge highlight for me this year. Not for the usual reasons, though. This was the first year I got to show up and not have the kid running around that I have to pay attention to. 
I didn't have to go to bed early because my son's with me and he's only 12 and he doesn't want to stay up till three in the morning being loud, obnoxious adult. I got to do all that, but I got to watch other people take their kids and go, oh, I got to go to bed. And I'm like, oh, I've been there. I'll drink one for you. <laughs> and surprising, I thought I'd be like, oh, I feel sympathy. And instead I was like, I'm kind of happy that I'm not that person Though I loved having my kid at the convention, sure. it was just nice to, you know, we stayed up one night late and, you know, Jared was there and, you know, it was the first time his son and wife have ever been to a convention and to have Jared have a really heart to heart conversation with me about how excited he was that his wife and son were there and how much fun they were having. And he's brought, you know, his love of a hobby, they are embracing it. And I, and I just remember saying to him, I've been there, buddy. I know how it is, man. Let the tears out. Let them go. You know, we had that moment, and that was a huge highlight for me. Jared and I, I mean, love Jared. Yeah. But usually when we get together, we are the, you know, pull my finger, ha <laughs> you know, that's our humor because it's the time when we can do that. Right. We both can't do that necessarily in everyday life. So it's kind of when we blow off steam. So to have that conversation was really cool, you know, to meet his wife, um, and, and be able to look him like, oh, she does exist. And, and he, what do you mean? I go, I never believe somebody's wife exists till I meet them. Yeah. So meeting, you know, Andrea, meeting your wife, Val, and your kids, and, you know, being able to embarrass your oldest and being like, hey, go go talk to that girl. And he's like, uh-uh. I'm like, oh, come on, man, you can do it. Nope. And I just remembering, that's exactly what my son was like at that age. And he was like, nope, that's a girl. I'm going to run over here. <laughs> So it was just fun for me to to do that and to have that kind of experience. It was also fun to watch the convention. You know, have three hundred some people in the first three hours. Wow! And to, and to watch us just streamline and get all of them through very quickly. Wow. And most people weren't waiting for more than five or ten minutes, with only a couple of us rotating people in and out. Oh, that's awesome! And, and to to not. <laughs> spoilers to not have a plan ahead of time if something happened like that we just kind of went okay michael you, you're checking people in i'll go find the swag for them brad's checking people in. i'll find swag jared help me organize the swag like we just fell into these roles yeah. you know we've done what are we on nine years eight years of doing it so yeah, i think eight actual in-person events yeah so maybe part of that is just we know each other's personalities and know each other's strengths or you know, maybe it was just me saying, Michael, sit down and check people in. I'll pull swag. And you go, cool. Yeah. You know, combination of that. I don't know. But well, it's it, a big thing of teamwork. And, yeah. you know, you guys, apparently, if you've been doing this eight or nine times, I mean, you, you have a rhythm. You have, you know, each other. You know how each other works. So, yeah. Yeah. This year there were that, the first know, four hours of us being there on, on Friday. It was one curveball after another between the construction and me going, Oh, I'm going to go be bad cop. So Michael can be good cop. And me going, that needs to end or I get a refund. Right. And they're going, Oh, what? I'm like, yeah, I've got people about to leave, which means I lose money. So, so do you. And the next thing I know, they're talking to Michael and they're like, well, we'll turn it off in five minutes. And mm -hmm. he got to kind of be the good cop and then walk up later and go, Hey, by the way, Michael, I may have hinted. I wanted a refund. And <laughs> Yeah, didn't get one, I, by the way, in case you were wondering. that There was no, no refunds. Yeah. I, I didn't expect him to, but I just wanted the construction to be quiet. So um, it was it was fun to overcome those obstacles and to watch us all come together and learning that I'm going to take Monday off 
so I don't have to rush home afterwards. Very important. So nice to be like, we're done with the convention. I got to drive five minutes to a bed to collapse and watch TV and eat a pizza and then take my time getting home the next day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That will be done from now on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Now, so again, there, there are no rules or ground rules or anything, but I wasn't sure this would happen. Uh, but I actually have a catacomb on my list as well. So I'm going to just jump in and talk a little bit about it. And then then I'll yeah. get to, to your first one, Dragon Main. Um, and, and my list is not in any order. Mm-hmm. But if I was going to put them in any order, this probably would have been number one or number two. If I was like, what is the best, the most impactful? Um, obviously, a catacomb is a labor of love. It's something that, you know, Caleb and I started and it would not have continued without people like Chris and Kaylee and other Michael and other Michael, maybe even another Michael at this point, um, Brad and Jared and Ryan, just Rocky. So many people give of themselves to help me sort of facilitate this thing that still doesn't make money. Like, I think we actually came out ahead this year, but it wasn't substantial. It was like, we, we, we more than broke even, you know, even, but it wasn't by a lot. Um, so it's not like we're making money from this. It's just something we love doing. And it just, again, it makes me emotional. makes me so grateful and just happy that I have found people in my life that, that just want to help this thing grow and, and become. And yeah. this year was very, very special for one it was other than the things that Chris is talking about. It was one of the easiest years ever. We we just got most things down to us to science. We know what we're doing. We know what's going on. So I had very little anxiety compared to other years. Um, I got to bring my family for the first time, and my my oldest ran his first convention D and D game at twelve. Well, I guess thirteen years old, and his favorite teacher was a player in that game. And then that one of the I, I know like his his teacher came because we were talking about it and like he's he'd never been to a gaming convention at all before and then his student whose dad runs a convention so he drove up with his gaming group and they play they had a great time they're coming back next year but but the first game that john ran his favorite teacher got to be in it um one of the other kids that was in the game father sent me an email after saying hey you know i just want you to know my kid loved the game that your son ran it was a highlight of our convention that we got to be in this thing together uh, my youngest ran some werewolf. You know, he's not ready to be running D&D games yet, but he, he ran a thing. Uh, they both got to play in games, play with other people. My wife, who has no idea all this stuff I do and talk about, she got to come and see what's going on. And, you know, she was like kind of impressed with this thing that I do, but also full of ideas on how to improve things. Oh, but it, it was such an emotional thing for me. Um I mean, yeah, I just, again, I, I could talk about it for hours, but we don't have time. But a Catacon 2023 was absolutely a special moment event for me and one of, if not the top thing for me in 2023. And I'll just say here, I've had a good year. Like I was, I was talking to the wife yesterday. We just kind of sat down. We were having breakfast together because we're both off this week. And I said, you know, it's been a good year. And like we were just talking about all the things that have happened this year and just, you know, I don't want to jinx it, knock on wood. It's not over yet, but it's been a really good year. There's so many highlights this year, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this show is because I was like so excited for all these things that I, that that happened to me this year. Or I had to be part of this year. So uh, that takes another one off my list already. So Mr. Dragomane, please tell us your, not, again, not top, but your first top 10. Well, I'll have to say, uh, kind of picking back off what both of you were saying about just talking about cons. Um, 2023 has been a blessed year, uh, just in general, because like I said, 
I'm a guy that likes to run games. I like to run games um, for introductory people that have never played anything ever before, and I love doing that. And this year, I got into cons, and I didn't just go to one, two, or even three. I went to seven. And at every single one, I ran 40 hours of games. Like, I didn't, like, I didn't just dip my toes in. I jumped in the deep end quick. Um, you know, I went, like we talked about earlier, I went to Lexicon, you know, and that was three, 400 people. Um, I'm not, I'm, I, I can't, I don't know the numbers specifically, but. It was no, probably it more than that, but it's a more heavily board game focused con. So yes, there were probably yes. like maybe 150 tops in the RPG room and the other 650 were playing board games. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, uh, then I went to Origins. Uh, I went to Gen Con shortly after that. Um, I did an online con. Uh, it's for Germany, if you know, whatever. Uh, it was fun. I, I, I played in the game, ran in the game. Um, I went to Game Hole Con. I went to Pax Unplugged. I and in where I started the persona, uh, which kind of leads into number two, the Mr. Dragonbane thing. You know, I, I've run uh as of last night, five hundred hours in one year of one system. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, it it, it this system has really helped me break myself out as a better game master. Um, and that's where I kind of went to cons and just running it. And I've started to actually gain a little bit of a, um, I don't know what you want to call it, popularity, I guess, just because people are like, oh, Mr. Dragonbane. Like, and it's kind of a weird thing. I'm kind of adjusting to it to, still. But, yeah, going to cons, that is my number one right there. It, it truly is. I just, I, I think I'm already booked up for almost 10 next year already. So I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, I've, I've said many times before that the only reason a catacon exists is because my first Gen Con was so special. I, I mean, I just had so much fun at Gen Con and, and that's sort of the same thing with me. It's like, I, I was in my thirties. I had never been to any convention of any type before. Yeah. And then I finally went to Gen Con and it was just like this eye opening, life changing experience where I now go to four five, six, seven cons every year. And, you know, Gen Con origins, Sin City Con, Lexicon. Now I'm going to River City Con. I run my own convention. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, Conventions just have become a part of who I am and what I do. And, you know, the podcast, I, I have a limited amount of notoriety from that as well. It's, it's certainly waning as, you know, there was a time when our show was very popular. Uh, we were well past, we were crested that or we're on the downswing, but it's still <laughs> nice. Every now and then I'll get recognized for my voice or just like when I run games, even if people have no idea who the hell I am, if they show up to a game I'm running and they have a good time, it, you know, it just, it's such a, fulfilling experience for me. So I'm totally with you there. Like if, if you're, you know, just now got into conventions, it's so much fun. And I'm so excited that you are having a positive experience as well. 100%. You know, even my worst con is still a pretty good day. It's like pizza, you know, even bad pizza, is still pizza, oh, even a bad yeah. con, is still con. Yeah. All righty. Uh, so I've already done my second one. Cause Chris, so I'll just jump to Chris for your second one, sir. Um, all right. So I'll jump to something that was a little, 
different for me. Uh, I've been working with the Boy Scouts for seven years, Scoutmaster for like five of them. Uh, was it the 19th was my last meeting as Scoutmaster. Oh. So I got to step down, um, which, I mean, Quentin already aged out a year and a half ago, which most Scoutmasters, their kids out. See ya. I wanted the troop to, to still succeed and feel like I could step away in a good spot. So I finally got to step away in that spot. And uh, it was a lot more emotional than I thought it was going to be. Um, I've had 10 kids get Eagle Scout while I was Scoutmaster. Um, and all but one of them came back for the meeting. And mm. all like eight of them have aged out. So they're all at college. They're all doing other things. So for them to hear, oh, it's his last meeting and they all showed up. So I got to, you know, sit there and talk to them. And, you know, I brought them all up in front and, you know, said, hey, thank you for, you know, letting me be part of your journey. I've learned a lot from, you know, being a scoutmaster and how to mentor people. And I've taken a lot of that into my job as a manager and trying to help people, you know, be better at their jobs and not just yell at them and be like, all right, you suck at this. Do it better. It's, <laughs> how do you do that in a way that manager got it? Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. And, you know, it was nice to, to, you know, have these boys come back, you know, boys, most of them are, you know, 17 to 20 now. And to have them say, you know, thank you for, you know, helping us get there and to have the troop give me a little, you know, they gave me this, big rubber ducky because we had a big camp out where we had a rubber ducky theme and I think I'm still finding rubber duckies everywhere. Um, and they all signed it and, you know, they, they said thank you and stuff like that. It was real touching. And to hear some of the parents that are still in the troop go, are you sure you don't want to stay? It's kind of sad for us. I'm like, I'm good. It's time for me to move on. You know, I can get my Tuesday nights back and my once a weekend. You know, my wife and I can do some of the things that we've been putting off and some of the things that we want to do. So it was just nice to step away feeling like the troop's not going to just fall apart right. without me. And I'm not that guy that feels like, you know, everything will fall apart once I leave. Like, I, I believe that people will keep things going. It was just, to me, it was the moment where I was like, yep, now's the time to step away. The troop's going in the right direction. I've got a good you know, a, a dad who's stepping in, who's going to do really well and see all those kids back. You know, I teared up a couple of times trying to oh. talk to them. And, yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, I understand that. Um, yeah, I was never really part of the scouts other than like, I, I think I've told you before, like I was a scout, whatever the uh, executive person for like 29 days. That was like my first actual career out of college. I was terrible at oh, it. So I yeah. left because I was never a Boy Scout. So I knew nothing about the Boy Scouts. And all of a sudden I was a, this executive. I was trying to get other people to give me money. I was terrible at it. I was, you know, again, just wasn't, wasn't for me. But um, I have a somewhat association with like when I worked at Target, which was my first actual career after that, uh, I got to be very successful at that job. But that's why I moved stores a lot. So I think I was like six or seven different stores. And it was always nice to leave a store to a you know bigger store, more more opportunity for growth or more problems that you can fix, knowing that I was leaving a store better than I found it and in better shape. Like I, I wasn't worried that when I left that the next person would be would do a terrible job. So 
that's a long bridge to get to. I completely get what you're saying about mm-hmm. being able to step away and feeling satisfied. Maybe you know, maybe a little bit sad, but you're not like sad that it's over as much as that journey, that part of your life um, is you're ready to move into something else. So, the military. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just, so again, I, I wasn't really ever part of the Boy Scouts other than that, mm-hmm. but I imagine that you had a very positive influence in a lot of people's lives and not just young men, but just a lot of people. And yeah. you should be very proud of that. I am, you know, and, and I met some great people through it. You know, I've got some, you know, friends that, you know, right now I, I, if I called them up, hey, my car broke down. I'm in the middle of the road. It's pouring down rain. They'd be like, all right, I'll be right there. Yeah. Then they would go, by the way, before I leave, did you call AAA? <laughs> yeah, just double check. <laughs> I, I did. They're on their way, but I can't ride in the tow. You know, they'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Be right there. Like it wouldn't be, a, I have to come get you. Like, let me use my AAA or whatever. Like they right. would just get in the car and show up. So it's been, it's been fun. Uh, Scurvy Nave has jumped in to say that you know, about it feeling good to walk away knowing you've set them up for success. So just kind of echoing as well. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for sharing that, man. That's, that's cool. All right. Dragon Bane, that's back to you. For, I guess, was your second one just sort of the persona of Dragon's Bane or Dragon Bane or do you want to, do you have a different number two? No, that that's, that's kind of my number two is the persona of Mr. Dragon Bane. Um, you know, Dragon Bane, like I said, it's completely changed how I, because at the beginning of this year, I only ran one system and I'm sure, you know, you can guess what system that was, but now I run seven different systems, you know, opening myself up to just learning a new system. Um, it really changed my mindset of, oh, wow, there's other systems out here. And Dragon Bane just really did that for me. Um, you know, becoming that Mr. Dragon Bane, um, like I, like I said, I have people that recognize me from convention to convention. I've got, uh, several, uh, content creators like, uh, from YouTube and TikTok that have actually like recognized me from other conventions and will purposely find me just to say, Hey, like, like that I would have never dreamed of before you know i'm just i'm just like i said i'm just a guy that likes to run games and it just so happens that i'm the only one that's run this many hours of the game which just put me into a a position i didn't even know would happen i kind of just fell into it so i it it was a it's a crazy journey 2023 but 2024 yeah again you're going going to conventions as Michael from the RPG Academy. Again, I have probably some idea of what that's like in some cases. And yeah, it's, it's super cool. Again, like I don't ever want to think that I got like a, an ego from it or anything, but it's kind of cool when you get recognized. Um, you know, whether it's for me, it's more for my voice than for my face, which is lucky for everybody. But it, it is kind of nice that when people recognize, well, you know, because we do this because we love, at least I'll speak for myself, I do this because I love doing it. I love teaching other people to play games. I love when other people take what I've taught them and build off of it and do more than I could ever have done. You know, like I don't feel like I have stayed the master as much as I'm like, I'm helping other people get ahead of me in some ways. Uh, and one of the, probably the best feedback I ever got um, 
this is three or four years ago at Gen Con, I ran a how to play 5e introduction. It was an introductory game for either people who've never played before or people who were coming back. You know, fifth edition brought a lot of people back after fourth edition didn't work for a lot of people. And I ended up, I had a couple people who didn't show. So the only people that played was a, was a dad who was about my age who played when he was younger but hadn't played in like 20 years. And his two sons, which were like 12, 11, somewhere in there, and who had never played before. And I ran the game that I run all the time. And it just, I, I remember at the end of the game, as we were packing up, I, I overheard one of the kids say to his dad, that's exactly what I hoped this would be. And I, I constantly think back that like sometimes I'm like, you know, do I really want to keep doing this? Do I want to run games again? Sometimes I think about going to Gen Con and not running anything. And I just think, I could be that person for somebody else who absolutely just sort of like sets them on the path of this is the most fun in the world you can have with your clothes on and just like get them started on that path. So uh, again, you should congratulate yourself and appreciate that you are that person for a lot of people, maybe in different systems, but just in role playing in, in general, you're helping get people started on what will hopefully be a lifetime of fun uh, for well, them, for their family. It's a big deal. I, and I can speak on that. I, I certainly can because I, two years ago, I actually met a friend. Her name is Carissa. She's uh, one of my best friends now. But two years later, after teaching her how to play TTRPGs 5th edition, uh, she now runs Candela Obscura. Um, and in the Louisville area, she is the person running it. Like people ask her to run a game because she runs it with so much passion because she mm. loves it. And I helped her along that journey. I introduced her. We actually had a conversation the other day. I was like, what would you even be doing right now if we had not met like two years ago? And she's like, I don't even want to know. Like, I don't even want to know who that Krissa is anymore. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. So I will go with my third one. I do have multiple movies and TV shows. So I'm going to jump around. Um, and I want to say this was my top Christmas present for 2023. Uh, so quick background. I also run a podcast about the TV show Smallville. I've been running this for about four years now, three, maybe three years, something like that. And it's just something I started doing during the first lockdown for COVID. Basically, I wasn't working at the time already. And then we went into lockdown. Uh, this was right after my weight loss surgery. I just had a lot of free time on my hands. And so I was re-watching TV shows. I re-watched several shows that I just loved or hadn't seen in a while. And Smallville was one of them. And at the time, there really weren't a lot of podcasts about Smallville. There were a couple, but I listened to them. And I just, they didn't, didn't connect with me. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to start another podcast because, again, I'm an idiot. Like, I never should have done that. But I did. And I started the show called Farm to Fable, and sort of the, the twist on it there is that every episode is a different co-host. Not, not completely unique, but it's not a, the same co-host. Like, I'm there every time, and then I have, like, a rotating cast of, of co-hosts that come in and just do that episode, or, you know, maybe two a year, that type of thing. And the show is tiny. Like, it is, it is tiny compared to what the RPG Academy was, and even what it is now is as, as far on the backslide as we are listenership-wise. It's still so much bigger than this Farm to Fable thing I do. But I did get a few people that were listening, and I just started, like, throwing out, like, hey, if you're listening and you want to be a co-host, like, there's no, there's no requirements. You just got to have 
be willing to talk to me about this episode and, you know, be able to record yourself. So I've started gathering more co-hosts from just the audience and from Reddit and from Facebook and that kind of thing. And so it's been going on. We just finished season six. So it's like a hundred and something episodes now. And for Christmas, I woke up from an email from several of my co-hosts, uh, specifically Alan, Brian, Chris, both Collins, Jaden, Mark, Michael, Mira, Neil, and Sean. And I have no doubt Sean was the one that organized it. But they all went together and bought me a cameo from Michael Rosenbaum, who plays Lex Luthor on Smallville, right? So I woke up to this minute, 15 minute, or minute, 15 second long, just sort of like, this is Michael Rosenbaum. Hey, Michael, I heard about your podcast. Sounds cool. You know, your co-host just want to send you some love. And it was, I mean, I truly got emotional. Like Sean in the email was kind of hoping I would like record myself watching it for the first time. That is not who I am at all. So I did not do that. My apologies, Sean. Uh, But yes, I did tear up watching it. Not that I cared that much about Michael Rosenbaum doing this for me, though. I mean, that was really cool. But it was the fact that these co-hosts wanted to give me something um, that meant a whole, whole lot to me. So, uh, it was just so thoughtful and kind that, and uh, you know, anybody who knows me, I've always buy myself stuff for Christmas. I'm hard to shop for cause I buy whatever I want. If I, if we can afford it, I already own it. Right. So if there's anything you could get me it would be so expensive that you, that it's like untenable. Um, so this was truly a surprise. I had no idea it was coming. It was more expensive than I never would have got it for myself. But it meant the world to me that these people wanted to do something nice and special for me. And it truly, like, made me tear up Christmas morning before because I got up before anybody else. I was on my phone, checked this email, and it was just, like, it was, like, super special. Uh, so I do now have a couple, thanks to Michael Rosenbaum, I have a couple cool sound clips that are going to get made into the show uh, <laughs> because he basically, you know, did the, this is Michael Rosenbaum, and you're listening to Farm to Fable. So I have, like, two different versions of that that I can use oh, for sound clips. Cool. Yeah, it was it was very cool. It was by far my favorite gift that I got this year. So that's my number three. Nice. Chris, what is your number three? Um, I put down uh, the faculty retreats. Mm. Um, I So for work, I run a medical supply office. I don't say company because I wouldn't want the headache of 700 plus offices <laughs> we have. I want the paycheck. Yeah, so yeah. If you're listening, well, big boss, I'll take your paycheck. <laughs> I don't want your headaches, though. But, uh, I, and I run an office that's fairly busy. Um, we do quite a bit of sales and quite a bit of business. So for me, my day to day is I get up at seven. By 7 30, I'm at work and I'm running until 5 30. Usually, lunch is two minutes at my desk, usually scrolling through my personal email or watching some little dumb video to forget about something for five minutes. Weekends for me, a lot of times are, okay, we have to go do this for the family. We got to go do this for scouts or we got to go do this. So when I can take three or four days and just not have to do any of that is awesome. And then when I get to go do it with a bunch of people that I can, I call let, let off, take off the mask and just be me. Yep. And when I say mask, it's, I'm not, hello, sir. How are you today? What can I do for you? It's, what's up, Michael? Yeah. I see your shirt matches your socks. Good choice. You know, that kind of humor, you know, whatever, because we know each other. I'm trying to keep it clean because when we get together, we sometimes blow off steam and we let some of the adult humor come out. 
that's nice to, to be able to just do that with a group of people. And then it's really nice to play games with all of us from the Academy because a lot of times when we're at Catacon, we don't have that much time to play games together. We're usually running around or I'm teaching Thunder Alley for the eighth time in a row. Uh, I did a lot of it at Catacon. Yeah. Uh, you should be nice Mr. To... Thunder Alley. Yeah. <laughs> I kept trying to or lose. Thunder Road. Kept... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I kept telling people, don't, please don't do that. Why? Because you're going to let me win and I'm trying to help you learn the rules. Oh, no, it'll work. All right, I win and I didn't want to. I'm trying not to. Um, but anyways. Good at a game that you, you try not to. <laughs> Uh, it's also nice because that's time my wife can feel like she's part of something that, you know, I started doing and then she'd always, well, what's this? What's that? Well, who's this person? Who's that person? And now it's like, she knows all those people. So when we get together, she gets to be involved in all those jokes and you know, to watch her play in the Star Wars Dread you did was fun for me because she's not nearly the Star Wars nerd I am. Like if, if we're watching a Star Wars show, she usually has her phone in hand. And I'd be like, ooh, did you see that in the background? That's so-and-so. And she'd be like, no. I'm like, never mind. I should have just said, hey, in the background on your phone, there was Yoda. There was? She'd probably look at that. But uh, it's just nice to get together and, you know, have the Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> have the Airbnb that we can hang out in and just relax, you know, get away from the world for a weekend. I think that's something that we should do more of. I mean, hundred percent. That's why we do it twice a year now. Because it started as once a year, and we're like, "This is so much fun. Let's just do it more." So we're up to two yeah. now. Who knows in the future? You know, mm-hmm. we'll, make it the whole year. Yeah, exactly. Just every month is a monthly retreat. Mm-hmm. But well, those would have to be in people's houses. We couldn't afford to get Airbnbs <laughs> for every month. But unless yeah. you want, unless one of us wins the lotto, yeah. then we just hundred percent. If I win the lottery, or yeah. something like that. Uh, I will say again, I didn't put that on my list, but I, I started with like over 20 something things. I had like around 25 and I just tr- kept cutting, kept cutting, but the retreats would have been on my top 12 list. Probably. I, as I say, it yeah. is absolutely one of my favorite things that we do. It is so much fun. Uh, again, it's like a catacomb for me without any of the stress. It's just, it's just hanging out with people I love playing games, which is like one of my favorite things to do with people that I care about. And so it's like combining all of these things together. So yeah, it's, it's very special for me. I'm so glad that it made your list. It probably should have been on mine. Uh, I'm looking at some of the things on my list. I'm like, yeah, if I were to preach, probably should be above that, but I'm going to stick with my list as is, and, and we'll move on. But thank you so much for sharing that. Cause it is right. very important to me as well. All right, Mr. Dragonbane, what is your third one? Um, uh, I'm going to, cause, uh, I'm, I'm going to put this out there. Jim Butcher, the author. Mm. I see the am... Dresden files. Dresden files. Dresden files. Okay. Yes, sir. I actually have all the books. Mm. Um, I even, this is kind of a cool thing. Years ago, I had, uh, so I'm just a big Jim Butcher fan. I love the Dresden Files. I love the world building that he does. You know, it's so smooth. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't realize he's dropping so many hints until you read it the fourth, or like the the second time, the third time, the fourth time. And I seriously read the series, the entire series of the Dresden Files, because it's now over, I think it's like 26 books. Um, 
I might be wrong on that. I, I can't remember. But I have all of them. I read them like every other year. And this year was my year where I reread them. Mm. But years ago, and this is probably 10 years ago at this time, at this point in time, um, I found, um, well, probably 14 years ago, I found them. And I found his books and I started reading them all. But 10 years ago, I was had this random thought. I was like, I am going to find him and just reach out and see if I can get my book signed. I went on to his website. I somehow found his assistant's email. I email. I shot a quick email saying, hey, is there any way that just some random guy who reads his books could get them signed? I got a reply back the next day saying, yeah, if you mail them to this location, um, I'll have them all signed and everything. I was like, all right, cool. Um, I didn't even have to do like return mail. Like, uh, cause I was, I was fully, you know, fully happy to pay for return postage. They're like, no, 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 no. Don't worry about that. Just get the books here and we'll get them signed. And sure enough, uh, hmm. I, now not my, my whole collection is not signed because I've collected more and more over sure. the years, but it, it gives me, you know, as that gamer, you know, and whatnot, it gives me just the, ooh, I want to create something this good. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I hope that I could create something just a tenth this good, a fifth this good, 1% even. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, I read a lot of books. Dresden series. Oh, yes. And, and some of them I'm like, I will never be this good. And others I'm like, this got published. I could get published, you know. Yeah. Um, I've actually never read any of the Dresden Files. I'm, I'm aware of them. I know other people who really do love them. Uh, Scurry Nave jumped in. He's yeah. a big uh, fan as well. Uh, he met uh, Jim Butcher at a convention, got him to sign up one of his books. I have been rereading this year um, the Heralds of Valdemar series by Mercedes Lackey. Uh, it's up to like 40 books at this point, but they're not technically YA, but a lot of them kind of fall into that. Like they're not super big. They're not like uh, Lord of the Rings or not like Game of Thrones books, but I've read most of them. And some of them are very, very important to me. They, they help me be a better person at a young age. Uh, but I've, I've been rereading them in chronological order. Cause like some of the books that just came out last couple of years are from the beginning of the series. Like they're written kind of, out of order. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on a similar journey with her books right now that you are with them. I, 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 not every other year, but I'm going through that. I think I'm on book like 15 right now um, that I'm going through. So I, yeah. Uh, Targris is also a big Dresden uh, fan, though he's a couple books behind, he says. Well, they just released like two, oh. two last year, I think it was like one at the very beginning and then one in July of 2022. But uh, yeah, it, or it was two. It was two books back to back. I don't think it was twenty twenty two. It might have been twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think so. But it was. But because else. he releases the book like every like three to four years now, because mm -hmm. he's got you know other things and everything like that. So two two books like six months apart. Oh yeah, I was all in it. Nice. I'm a big fan of Dresden Files. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask. I wasn't sure. I. Anytime you have a hero that you're like, yes. And then the next minute you're like, why did you do that? Is a real character to me. Like, it's not, I always do everything right. I mean, Harry makes very good decisions and then 
five minutes later in the book is making a really dumb one and giving a middle finger to a big powerful evil guy and you're like what are you doing oh yeah he he honestly like and and hear me out hear me out harry dresden reminds me of goku from dragon ball z he is the hero you do not expect he walks into a fight with a smile because i half the time harry dresden makes it a fight just because he knows what's going to happen and he somehow comes out of it like I, I can't I can't explain yeah. it. I'm reading it. I'm like, there's no way he's doing this. And he doesn't. Yeah. That's I wish they'd make it into a show, not a movie. Well do a show. They well, did you could do a season um, let's not talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> but you you could literally do a season per book. You this could. is the same thing I said about Dragonlance, but yeah. anyways. The... Amazon Amazon, if you're Amazon, if you're listening, make they this are. happen, okay? Alexa. Uh, really really rich and yeah. you're listening and want to yes. pay for this i don't care yes. who puts it out somebody was really really rich that likes this do it <laughs> yeah i mean if we get any billionaire benefactors out there just throw me throw me a billion and i'll do faculty retreats every month and then i'll give these two the money they can develop the dresden falls show nice uh, Time me up. so to piggyback on the book thing uh so anyone who who tuned in who probably already knows this is definitely going to be on my list but I kickstarted my first game this year. Yes. And I got my proof copy in the mail a few weeks ago. And having a book in hand with my name on it has been a dream of mine since I was like 10 years old. Like I've been an avid reader since I could read. And it's just something I've always wanted to do. I, I'm your you know, atypical or stereotypical failed novelist. I have several novels that I've worked on for years and years. I still technically have one that I'm working on, but it's never actually going to get done. Um, and sure, this isn't fiction. This isn't, uh, you know, the, the worlds I envision creating with my characters, but it was still a very, very special thing. Um, and again, the Kickstarter thing, having people give me money to support this dream was you know, emotional. It's, it's beyond words in a lot of ways, but, uh, but yeah, this was a very special thing that happened this year. I still love that cover. That cover is just, oh my God, it's mm -hmm. so good. The interior art, all the people who came together and, and helped me with what I would like call friend pricing for like editing and layout and the art, because uh, this would not have happened otherwise. I, I, I could not have afforded to pay the people who helped this thing become real, what they are worth. And so I was very lucky that they're like, okay, well, you know, again, I paid them. I paid them probably more than I could have afforded anyways, but I certainly couldn't have afforded to pay them what they were actually worth to do all this stuff. So um, means a lot. It's not done yet. Uh, there's still more work to do as far as getting them here and then getting them shipped out and everything. But it's still, um, this, is, this is a very, very special thing for me. So uh, that is definitely on my list of top things in 2023. Nice. I mean, you did something that so many of us wish we would do and that's take the time and effort to do it and put yourself out there and i'll use the term vulnerable because the world could have hated it and slapped you down and you took that risk which knowing you is probably a big part of the process for you i'll call it process but going through it i'm i'm sure you had those moments of everybody's going to hate this i don't want to do it but you fought through your own brained and did it 
Um, and I, I mean, I'll say it, I'm super proud that you did it. I mean, I think everybody has their idea of how they can do something and, and doing it is something different. I agree. I've never written anything like that. I mean, the most I've ever written is maybe 30 pages of something and then went, ah, this sucks and threw it away because I just don't like my own writing after I read it. But when I'm writing it, I love it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's super, super cool, I guess, <laughs> to sound like an old dad, yeah. uh, that you did it. You know, when you, when the Kickstarter was up, I had no problems grabbing the mouse and just clicking a button and, you know, supporting it because you did something that most of us, I want to say, don't have the courage to do. It, yes, it was very anxiety-inducing, uh, Scurvy Nave. Uh, I won't say that if I had to do it again, I wouldn't do it, but I absolutely would make better, different choices if I were to do it again. And, and at this point, honestly, I don't know that I will. Like it is one of those things where I am, I'm lucky enough in my life that my RPG hobby is still just a hobby and that like, I, I, I don't do this to pay bills. I don't do this to be able to afford food for my kids or to pay insurance for my house or anything like that. It's all just extra for me. Mm -hmm. And hundred percent, I'm going to lose money before it's all said and done. I will have spent more money creating it, paying for it, getting the books made and shipped than I actually make from it. So it, yeah. is, it was a money losing proposition for me, but I'm, I'm in a position where I, like, I can't afford to do a lot, but it's not going to like bankrupt me to have done it that way. But yeah, if I were to do it again, it will definitely be something that I, I make different choices on. I, I wanted to do it so badly that I was willing to take the risk and it was a risk that yeah, it's going to cost me more in the end, but I, but again, just having this as a book that I can have on my shelf um, is worth something to me, and I'm privileged to be in a position where I can afford to lose a little bit of money to do it. But uh, but people like Chris, who threw money my way, made it a lot easier than if I had not. So thank you, Chris, and thank you everyone mm -hmm. who supported me and believed in me because yeah, it was so nerve wracking, and it's still until it's all done. I'm still going to be nerve wracking. The The benefit is that I did, I'm buying well. So I guess let me clarify that. I think through the Kickstarter and now through pre-sales, I've sold like 130 copies. I paid to have 500 made. So the cost of making 500 is more than obviously what I'm you know, paying for art, paying for editing. Right. But if I eventually sell those extra 370 copies, I will eventually have come out ahead. But who knows if I'm ever actually going to sell those. I'll take them to a catacomb. I'll take them to conventions, give them away, you know, marketing, that kind of thing. But, but that's why it's money losing. Cause I bought well, if I had just bought 130 copies, then I may have actually come out ahead or broken even, but I, I'm buying more, but there's also a cost per book. It's much cheaper to buy 500 than it would be 130. If that makes sense. So, yeah. But, but, yeah. but I'm not complaining at all. All right, so that is my fourth. So, Chris, what is your fourth one? Uh, so I'm going to switch away from gaming again. Um, those that are uh, old like me understand that once you send a kid to college, Ooh, not that old. you get to watch your bank account go real <laughs> fast. Um, so for me, not watching the bank account go, but kind of the opposite to watch Quentin go into his second year of college and for his grades and his leadership, ROTC said, here's a scholarship. Mm -hmm. So we get to watch the bank account go, ah, maybe just a little less of a dip. <laughs> they didn't pay for everything. But to see him, you know, 
be successful in his second year of college, not make the some same dumb mistakes I made. You know, I after my first year I had like a three three GPA. After my second year, I was just barely not on academic probation. Mm. My second year was my year of let's go try that party and let's go over here and what I had a class today. I don't remember that. Huh. I thought today was Saturday and it was Monday. Um, to watch him not make those same mistakes, to watch him take the ROTC very serious, to see him focusing on computer programming and learning how to do it and, you know, seeing him just grow up was very nice to see this year because I was really nervous he was going to do the same thing most people do in their second year and watch the opportunity fly away, so to speak. Um, he's looking, and we should find out in a couple months if he gets the full ride uh, for the last three, last two years, um, plus the officer training program he has to do over the summer and some other stuff. It's looking pretty good because he's already got another leadership position in ROTC, and they're looking at asking him to do another one again. So he's on the right path in the right awesome. you know, direction. So being that proud dad and, you know, bragging about my kid, you know, yeah. he's going to be in the Air Force ROTC and debt-free when he's 22. And I don't get to go debt-free at, you know, 49 or 50 <sighs> when he graduates. And it's just, it's nice to see him in a way listen when dad said, maybe you shouldn't go to parties. Maybe you shouldn't do this. I will say he's gone to the extreme end of, you know, he's home from college. I'm like, hey, you want a drink? No, I can't do that. ROTC will kick me out. I'm like, you're in my basement, kid. If the ROTC shows up in my basement, we're going to have other issues. Right, right, yeah. But I'm also not going to pressure him into it. I'm just going to say, good choice, kid. Don't don't be yeah. silly. So. Yeah. No, that's 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 awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm actually proud of my daughter, too. I actually have a shirt. I made a shirt. Says Brooklyn's dad. Ah, nice. You know, my daughter, she's a junior in high school, but she's in a program uh, that allows her to take college classes. She's so she's already taking college classes in in high school. Mm, nice. And she's got like a three point seven, three point eight. I, I I can't speak highly enough about her. <laughs> yeah. Gonna add me to the proud dad club. Uh, I got two boys. One's in eighth grade this year. One's in seventh grade. Both are academically doing great. Like I was always a creative kid, but my, my grades were terrible. I just didn't care. I had a problem with authority. I clearly had anxiety and depression issues that were undiagnosed. You know, this was back in, in the eighties. Um, my GPA in high school was like a 2.6. Like I barely graduated. Then I went to college and I was like a straight A student. Like I graduated, like I had like a 3.8 or something. I was really high. Um, but to see my kids, excel now do very well I, again they're not they're not even in high school yet but I, based on what how they're performing now i expect they will do very well but yeah proud dad here as well so i think having a kid in college doing well setting themselves up for success is something again you should be very very proud of chris i am and every time he's home hey what's new in college nothing going to class great what dad <laughs> wants to hear good job exactly what i wanted to hear fantastic yeah all right, uh, Mr. Dragonbane, your fourth one, sir. Uh, well, uh, it, it's so 
when I see when I when I come to a Ketacon, I definitely in, you know in 2024, mm -hmm. I definitely am going to have to pick up one of your books, mm -hmm. um, because I had the same issue as you, where I have this right here that I wrote. It is a Final Fantasy VII Star Wars combination. Okay, and okay. it is massive. It's like. Two hundred and eighty-eight pages. Okay. Now, obviously, I can't make any money off of that, but Dragon Bane, um, it pushed me to create a module, and I myself am a published author because I created a module. I put it out there. It's on Drive Through RPG right now. It's called Goldbound, and I've actually made money off of it. Nice. Huh. You know, it's not. It's Fantastic. not like. Hey, don't worry. I don't have to go to work on Monday morning. No, right. I still show up every, you know, every single day, but it helps pay for the fun stuff that I want to do, you know, like backing other Kickstarters, getting other TTRPGs, you know, it, it helps give me that opportunity to have more fun. Right. You know, and I mean, I've got, I've actually got something I'm working on right now that I plan on doing another Kickstarter uh, the first week of January, but I, you know, it's not at that point where it's stressful, you know, mm -hmm. it's not like, I think that's when, like you were saying, like, it's still a hobby, like when it becomes the job, I think that's when it's, it changes for you, you know, and thankfully it's still very enjoyable. Cool. Again, it's very, it, it's a lot of work and effort. You should be very proud of yourself. And again, if you want to throw the link, I don't think links will actually show up in our chat. So just like leave the dot com off or something or let people know where they can go to it. Absolutely throw it in there. It's fine. If anybody wants to go to our website, we have a drive through affiliate link. If you click on our link and then go to uh, the yeah. name of it, you'll support both of us. And that would be great yeah. as well. So what's the quick pitch on it? You said it's gold bound. Yes, it's Gold Mound. Oh, Gold Mound. Okay, okay. Like Ritter Mound is like the starter adventure. This is yes. gold. Okay, got it, got it, yes. got it. So I got the idea from that, basically. Like in that little area of mounds, you know, there's there's multiple of them. So why wouldn't there be multiple potential quests? And I created, uh, you know, this little idea of a very rich mallard, a duck person, you know, a very rich mallard who... Uh, was working for Elodin for the emperor. And I thought to myself, well, if he's the like the treasurer, you know, if he's kind of the one handling the money side, well, that'd be a nice little dungeon to go into. So yeah, I, I created a little something and I hope there's at least one part where they have to swim, like they have to jump off a jobbing board into some gold and swim there through it. Is. There <laughs> is actually a, a small well on the inside uh, where there might be something you don't want to touch. But yeah, yeah, there's a small portion that you could swim. Nice. Nice. I like it. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, just to keep the things uh, gaming related, um, I'm going to say for my fifth one, my favorite game, uh, video game this year, Baldur's Gate. Hands down, I am playing Baldur's Gate like I'm in college. Like I, I'm like staying up late. 
I am making excuses to like not do other things so that I can play that game. It is, it is, it is, it's making me want to be better at combat. Because again, that's the thing. I'm not good at D&D combat. I'm much more of a story focused person. My combats are often kind of boring. I am having so much fun, but it's also a good story. Don't get me wrong, but the combats in, in the game are so fun then I'm like, maybe I could be better at running combats in D&D. Maybe I could make them a little more like this, where there's like all these different enemies and movement matters and choosing to dash or not dash. I'm still cheesing the hell out of it. I'm still min-maxing the hell out of it, which I don't do when I play D&D. But I am just obsessed with this game. So much fun. To the point, which I was probably going to do it anyways, but I actually bought an extra memory card because my, I have just the standard PS5, and we I have so many save files because I keep wanting to restart the game because I'm like, oh, I want to do this choice differently, but I don't want to like redo everything. So I, I bought a memory card. It came in today. Tomorrow I'm going to upgrade my memory so I don't have to worry about overriding my save files. Um, so I, I know this is not anything new to anyone listening, but Baldur's Gate 3, yeah, it's really fun. It's a really, really fun game. Uh, I've, I have like four different save files currently I'm running through. My son and I are playing a split screen together. And I, if anybody wants to play online, I'd love to play a, an online version with some friends. 100%. This is like one of the best games I've ever played, period. It's so much fun. Love it, love it, love it. See, I'm on Diablo 4. Yeah. So you're on Diablo 4. I'm, I'm, yeah. Baldur's Gate yet. I watch a lot of people play Diablo in... Boulder's Gate. Like, and, and when I say watch, it's more of like I have my TV on, like the you like, you know, mm. the YouTube. I have YouTube on in the background while I'm, you know, working on something or preparing something or doing something. Um and yeah, I watch a lot of Diablo and Boulder Gate three uh playthroughs. That's uh, similar to what you said. I like building a character and seeing how it plays out. And I mean Diablo 4 is literally kill things, get new equipment. <laughs> make your character better there's there's a good storyline but there's not any role playing it's not like i can walk up and be like you know do i save the village or let them die like that's not how that game works you but, save the village and then go and take care of them it, no no it's pretty much <laughs> stop lilith move on um but i, I like it because i get on with a couple friends and we can you know bs and just have a good time yeah there's not a ton of thought that i have to put into the game because I just watch YouTube videos on other people telling me how to build the character with how I want to. And yeah. I like watching it, how it actually works. I'm definitely into Baldur's Gate 3 TikTok territory where it's like, here, here's how you build the best wizard. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm starting over. Here's how you build the best warlock. Okay, I guess I'm starting over. Yeah. Like I just, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely just into it. My kids are into it. And it's just, it's a, it's a, not only a fun for me, but it's also become a, a bonding thing with my sons. So it's, it's special for that reason too. But it's, it is so much fun. It is so well done and just wild. The things that they thought you might do and the options you have, uh, yeah, it's one of the one of the best games I've ever ever played. So one of these days I'm gonna circle back to Diablo Four, but right now is Baldur's Gate Three all the way. <laughs> all right, Chris, what is your number five? Okay, so I'm gonna jump into a TV show. I only have one TV show on Ooh, my okay, list. Okay, okay. Now I could have put a bunch, but this one stood out for me. The name of the show is called The Devil's Plan. Mm, never even heard of. Not at all what the show is. It's a Korean game show. The, the idea devil's is they have a, plan. Yeah, they have a huge warehouse. They 
built part of it up to be a living area and the other part is the game area. The idea is you want to survive through the game. I'm like, okay, it's going to be a survivor. No, no. They play board games to see who wins and moves on. The first one is a modified version of Werewolf. Oh, okay. Don't want to spoil it too much, but the way you eliminated people had to do with props in the different rooms you could go into and different things. Super well done. I loved it because afterwards, like I would actually literally pause the show on my wife and I would talk about, okay, if we were playing and we were this role, what would we do? Mm. Or when they had the board games up, okay, let's pause. If you were in this spot, how would you do it to make sure you win? But yet you've got an alliance with this person. So how do you not screw them over? But you're trying to win money. So you don't necessarily want them to really win. Right. Like, it, it was a lot of fun. The other neat thing was it's not like American game shows. It's not like if the three of us were on there and I, you know, all right, for me to win, I got to screw over Michael. So whoop, I did this. And then afterwards we argue on the show, you know, I walk and like, Hey, I'm sorry, Michael. The only way I could win was to do this. And you'd go, I understand that's part of the game. Right. Thank you for, you know, letting me know that it's nothing personal. And they just went on with life. Like it was refreshing to, to not have that, drama i guess that makes american shows so popular in a way right yeah and just to see people respecting the game yeah and again they're all different types of board games or anagrams or some of them were math things yeah i'm out (laughs) Uh, i'm done with the math yeah the math (laughs) things were hey you have two scales you have five cubes that all have different colors one of them they give you the weight on and you've got to figure out the weight on the other ones Mm. And you have to put them on the scales to get them to balance. Seems easy. Problem is you have three teams. They're all in separate rooms and they can't talk to each other. So what you do in your room, Michael, I have to write down and remember. And then I have to try to do something to communicate that to the next person. It was well done. Okay. Um, I think we, I think we actually talked about this recently on other detention, but it's definitely on my list. It's uh. You can choose it. They do it in English or Korean with subtitles. With my dyslexia, I can't, reading stuff drives me nuts. So I get to listen to them in the, the dubbed, um, which also entertains me to hear all these high-pitched voices. And I'm like, and then every now and then you'll hear them laugh in their real voice. And it's like, they don't have a high-pitched voice. Like, <laughs> come on. You could have spent a little money to find somebody with a voice close to them. But like I, said, I really enjoyed it because it's one of those things where I want to like apply for like, season two and i'll be the guy that's like i don't speak korean but i'm here <laughs> somebody i'm gonna push this button i don't know why yeah you know, i, I yeah. just think it'd be fun to do a, a game like that uh, that's the only one i came that's the only tv show that jumped out at me like that i mean i watched a bunch of other ones justified i had, i thought was great blue eye samurai i thought was great um, I like the the Squid Game the the game show that they did with that. If you haven't seen that? They mimic the the TV show really well. Um, that the, you have, I mean, you're competing on similar, if not the exact same events that were on the Squid Game show. And when you get eliminated, they have a little ink packet on your chest that explodes, and you literally have to fall over and play dead. Yeah, <laughs> I was entertained because it it mimics the show, but. And I also got kind of bored with it. So, yeah, it's not on my list, but I will say uh, 
the Great British Baking Show is one of my favorite shows. I watch oh, every season. Oh, yeah, it's I love it. it it's always a favorite. So, it's so nice. And again, it's not like an American version of game show where people are like cutthroat. It's it's the fact that these people come to love one another. They support each other. They really are sad when other people leave, mm-hmm. but they're still you know so positive about moving forward. It's got me into baking. I made pies this year for the first time. Like I, I'm, I, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be like a home baker in a way, nowhere near their level, but my, uh, my first apple pie turned out pretty well. So, uh, nice. yeah, the, the, the non-American game shows are a positive thing. I think there should be more of them. So, yeah. Have you ever seen the, what the prize is for the great British baking show? Yeah, it's like nothing. It's like a, yeah. it's like a the cake plaque. stand. A plan. It, yeah. It's yeah. a little plaque. There's no money. There's no yet money. These yeah. people give up hours upon hours of their time to be there just because they want to compete. Yep. Yeah. So it, it's very special. So I definitely with you on that one. Uh, all right, Mr. Dragonbane, your fifth one this year. Well, uh, my fifth one was me being a proud dad. Oh. I, I, I like to brag about my daughter, but I try not to brag too much because it's it's one of those things where I could just keep on going. Right, right. You don't want to be that person, but sure. you're proud of your exactly. kids. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So what I'll do is I'll just go ahead and start off with my six. I'll beat you to mm-hmm. it. Okay. Okay. And um, this one, um, which talking about TV shows, if you haven't seen Suits yet, you should watch mm-hmm. Suits. Suits. It's a great show. It's it's. Uh, I got my daughter into it. We watched the entire thing. Uh, it's like my third time because I got my dad into it also. It's a great show. Okay. Um, but I want to talk about... Uh, a session that I ran at Origins. Okay. Um, Origins this year was my first big con. You know, there was like 20,000 people there. And I ended up running 10 games. I ran 40 hours of games. Well, right in the middle, somewhere, I don't I don't, I don't, remember which game it was, what number it was, but uh, for Dragonbane, um, and this, I, this is the con that I became Mr. Dragonbane. Like somebody completely random ran up to me. and was like, you're, you're the guy running all the Dragonbane. You're, you're Mr. Dragonbane, right? And that's how it all started. Nice. But, um, with the mechanics, the way that the, the, the mage works, if you roll a 20, because ones are good, 20s are bad. Yep. Uh, it's a roll under system. And I love that. But um the mage they were in the final part of the temple so i should say spoilers just just in case for everybody but um they were at temple of the purple flame they were in the very last room they were fighting the big bads there was two bad guys and the mage was trying to do something really cool but they rolled a fumble they rolled a 20 a critical fail and they have to roll on a magical mishap table and it's a one through 20. So I was like, all right, so the magic doesn't work, you know, exactly like you want, go ahead and roll another, another 20, another D 20. And they rolled a 20, (sighs) which it, it summons a demon. Okay. So just to give you context, the temple, the purple flame, there's demon, there's a demon portal that's open in the room that they're, that they were in. So when they uh, were trying to do magic, rolled a 20, and then rolled another 20, I I didn't have the demon come in right away. I was like, you try to cast magic, but nothing happens. So at the end of the turn, I told them that uh, the portal starts to shift 
and you know you see these large claws like come out the side of it and like it starts to pull itself out and I had the table just going crazy like the whole room was looking at us like what's going on because they were they were jumping up and down they were having a ball of it um the situation ended up turning into a tpk uh Oh. you know a total party kill which i'll tell you out of 160 sessions of dragon main that i've run 26 of them have turned tpk it's a, it's 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 a lethal system if you bring you know your fifth edition concepts into the game It doesn't go too well, but it was just, that was the first time that's ever happened where magic had mishapped and it happened to be a dragon or um, it happened to be a demon. It was just such a moment for me where, you know, as a game master running games, period, and then running games at a con is two different things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The energy is just different because it's a large room. There's, you know, multiple games of going on and just watching my players, even though, like I said, it was a TPK, watching my players enjoy the moment, like watching the story build and knowing that their characters are going to perish. I mean, they just had a great time and I, it just made me feel so good about doing this, you know, and Um, and I can officially say this because half the party called themselves this, but they were grognards. Uh, you know, they, they, when they first sat down, I'll remember this. They, they, when they first sat down, they said, you know, they, I hear that this game has kind of a fifth edition, but OSR vibe, you know, old school to it. And I was like, yeah, it could be very lethal. And they were like, well, we'll be the judge of that. And I was like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. But Uh, it was just such a moment. It was just such a moment. That's nice. nice. All right. Very, very cool. I, um, so, sorry. Um, Scurvy Nave mentioned Monarch Legacy of Monsters on Apple Plus is a TV show. They've also mentioned that's, uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying that show. It did not make my list, but I am absolutely enjoying that show as well. Um, Yeah, I mean, Dragon's Bane, it's a ton of fun. I absolutely, I'm loving playing it. Uh, it's on my list of things that I want to play more of. So 100%, I completely get that. Uh, and I'll, just, I'll run a game for you. You know I will. I, hopefully that will make that happen. Uh, again, We should we, find a podcast that would put out like maybe four or five episodes of it. I mean, well, I'm sure we could probably find a way to make that happen. Yeah. Hey, I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll talk we'll talk about that later yeah we'll definitely we'll talk about yeah we'll talk about there um just because you you mentioned it on in one of yours i won't spend too much on it but one of my next ones my sixth one uh animated tv show blue eye samurai mm -hmm. one of the best things i watched all year it constantly kept me guessing like i i, I thought i knew right away what was like i was ahead of the show but yet no It is. It was not what I thought. It constantly surprised me. The animation is beautiful. The storytelling is incredible. Just cannot say is enough about it. Like it just connected with me at on a level of most things that didn't. So yeah, I just I, again we're running already running a little bit long. We got more things, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time. But if you have not watched Blue Eye Samurai, I've heard really good things. I haven't so had a much fun. So beautiful. Oh. Great storytelling. And again, I thought I knew where the show was going right away. I was like, oh, yeah, I know where this is. I'm, I'm ahead of the show. No. 
if if I if you think you know where the show is going at the end of episode one, and you're like, okay, but it's, it's still surprising and beautiful, gory, adult, very violent, mm. people yes. losing limbs. So it's not a kid's show. It's not Avatar the Airbender, you know. You like know, old school Ninja Scroll? I'm the, sorry? Yeah. Yes. Like Ninja Scroll from the like the 90s? I don't, yeah. I'm not familiar with that one, but yeah. I, I've watched that one, yeah. It's similar animation style. Okay. With, I mean, Ninja Scroll is good, but this has got a really good okay. story to I'll it. I'll love it then. I'll, I'll definitely love it then. Yeah. It's, it's on Netflix. It's just, yeah. Uh, and I apologize. I'm, I think I'm having like a little sugar crash. So I'm going to start eating some peanut butter crackers. I'm going to try to pause things mm-hmm. so I don't gross you out like while well, I'm yeah. into, the, into the mic. But yeah. No worries. Blue Eye Samurai. Incredible storytelling. Animation. Okay. So beautiful. Just absolutely 100% on my list. Hey, All right. And watch it with your wife because there's one. Just once you get done watching with your wife, you'll look at her and go, Peaches. And she'll just crack up because my wife laughs every time I say that. Watch it and you'll understand. Peaches. Yeah, it's it's great. It's great. All right, Chris, what's on your next your next on your list? Uh honestly the Dragonlance game I'm running. I've learned a ton about taking a module and making it my own. You know, when I first started, I was like, I'm just gonna follow exactly what the module says. And after like the second episode of running it, I was like, I am done. Like I I'm just they're doing a good job with the story, but they're missing this in the lore and they're missing that. And, and it just took one of my players going, well, why don't you just put it in there? Ding dong. And I was like, Whoa, cause that would be the easy answer. Yeah. And that's, and I go, that's, that's what we're going to do. We don't uh, take easy answers as GMs. <laughs> yeah. I, it was also nice. Cause I've got, uh, you know, four new, new players. They've never podcasted two of them. I've gamed with since the nineties. Um, and, Two of them I've been really good friends with for a long time, but we really haven't had much time to game together. So it's kind of the idea was old, new, bring them together and, and play this system and, and setting that I've loved for years and see what they did with 5th edition. I also went into it and said, I don't know 5th edition. I'm not going to spend hours learning the rules. So we're going to, anytime you have to do something that I don't know, I'm just going to say, cool. How does that work for anybody that's listening? Because we're releasing it out for the RPG Academy. So then as a GM, I can write down how it works. Because I don't want to ever have to flip a book to look for a rule. Aim into that, yeah. My GM style has always been, I don't know the rule. Roll a D20. The higher you get, the better you do. You roll a one, it doesn't work. And we'll figure it out. Like I don't want to look up rules. So, oh, thank you, Scurvy Nave. So he's been enjoying it uh we're gonna get back to it after the holiday we did have to take a break for the holidays uh it's just life was too busy for a lot of us but um it's been a fun game i've enjoyed it i I like throwing in the lore that i have known throwing in some other stuff i mean i've quoted a a couple songs in there that i know some of my players would catch and to watch them look up be like but did you just quote this song in the middle of this like kind of dramatic scene and nobody's realizing that you just quoted the song and I go, yep. You know, cause it, to me, that's funny to throw that in there and see if people catch it. So yeah, 100%. Yep. If I could just win the lot and hire an editor that would make life perfect for me with that. <laughs> I think Michael's saying amen quietly. That's the one thing any podcaster wants is somebody who just volunteers to edit. Yeah. Maybe we'll find one someday. I don't know. 
maybe that and a unicorn in the backyard eating hay. We'll see. Uh, jump down to you, Mr. Dragon Bane, since Michael's eating. No, you're good. You're, you're good. good. Yeah, um, so I mentioned it earlier. Um, this is, again, 2023 has just been a blessed year for me. It truly has. And it sounds like it's been a blessed year for you all as well. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, where I hit 500 hours in running, Dragon Bane just by itself since February 2nd, not even full 12 months, just 11 and a half. Um, I've run other systems, you know, I, I, I've run The Walking Dead, I've run Alien, I've run Pirate Borg. Um, God, what else have I run? I've run DD 5th edition. Um, my brain is blanking on what else I've run, anyways. Um, I've run a total of oh it's a little over 620 hours or something like that but like this year alone i really just like punched into fifth gear and i was like I, I built my schedule so that way i could spend like four to five nights of the week running games mm. you know and the more the more that i was able to run the more i was able to you know, catch these situations where, because I, I ran a lot of games for like GMs where they don't get to run or play in games. You know, I, I tried to make sure that I yeah. either got people that never really played games before or only played fifth edition or it was the forever GMs. You know, the forever GMs, you know, I'm thankful to have a network of game masters that you know, at any moment, they're like, hey, yeah, I've got an open game that you want to jump in. You know, I'm thankful for that. But it's those forever GMs that I want to take care of a mm -hmm. lot of times because so much hard work goes into the games that we run where we don't technically or, you know, get taken care of that much. So I try to try to spoil as much as possible. <laughs> I understand. Being one of those forever GMs, I appreciate when somebody else runs a game. Well, it sounds um, like I'll be running some games for you here soon. So I'm in. Yep. I'll, I can get players in a heartbeat too, because I've got friends that just love getting together and playing games. And sometimes it's hard for one of us just to want to run a game. You know, people that don't run games often don't understand there's mental prep and a lot more work at the table than they realize. Uh, sometimes, especially if you're like me and run games kind of on the seat of your pants and you go, oh, whoop, well, wasn't expecting that at all. Now, how do I get us? don't follow what you're trying to like give them to do? What? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. They're making another sandwich. Why? You know, those questions. <laughs> but um, just things like that. I always appreciate it when somebody else wants to GM. And I, and I don't know if you ever run into this, but... I'm the guy at the table that if you're GMing and and I never think to myself, oh, I would have done that different. Like none of that comes in my head. I just sit there and play the game and I enjoy it. Yeah. And I never critique because I'm just happy that that person's running the game. I mean, I'll run a scenario 20 times and there will always be something new that happens because the mm -hmm. players, you never have the same group of pay players. You know, you just, it's always like, Oh, 
oh, let's go. Yes, let's go with this. I love it. Even if it's not like mechanically possible, we're doing it. Yeah, we'll figure mm -hmm. it out. Scarbonave says, for just pennies a day, you too can foster a forever GM. Nice. Yeah. The Sarah McLaughlin song. Yeah. Sad GMs looking there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so that, well, I back have, over to you. That uh, broke me right there. That broke me. Um, I, so I forgot. Technically, I think that was Mr. Ragamang on your list, right? Am I yes, next? Yes, I, yes, I forgot. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's on you. Okay. Um, I, again, I try not to, I, I have too many movies and TV shows. I probably should bring up other things, but I'm going to go with it anyways. Um, Strange New World, Star Trek. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I'm not. A, yeah. I'm not a Trekkie or a Trekker. Like I don't. It's not my personality. I don't make a life out of it. But I've always really enjoyed Star Trek. I've watched from my little kid. The original series, Next Generation, was a big thing for me. Never really got into um, Deep Space Nine or uh, the yeah. Voyager. Voyager. Oh, Voyager. Oh, yes. But I know. I know people really love it, right? But I have absolutely been loving Strange New Worlds it, to a, to a just it's so fun and an interesting in a way I didn't think I would, but I've loved it. But that crossover episode, so I guess technically I'm picking out a single episode. The Star Trek Strange New Worlds Lower Decks crossover, one of the best single episodes of television for me in 2023. I just absolutely loved it. It was so funny and irreverent, but also had so much heart to it in a way. And I'm not really that much in the lower decks. I haven't really been watching that show, but that crossover was so well done. Was that the one that they were singing? No, no, though that that, that almost made my list as well. No, okay. they did a crossover with the lower decks okay. show, which is an animated TV show right. about Star Trek. Um, but they crossed over, so they brought cartoon characters and they made them live action. So the the people who do the voices. Uh, oh. played the characters in the live action version. Uh, so much fun. Absolutely so much fun. But they, oh, that singing episode was also very, very good. So that's I, another I, I watched the TikTok version of, you know, the 10 minute clip of it on TikTok. Uh, I watched that like a hundred times because I thought it was just great. I yeah. love Star Trek. Yeah. So that was, on, I think, I my it. number seven, I think. So sorry. I I think I'm I'm having like a reaction. I'm just like sweating. So I may have to jump off here in just a second. My apologies. Uh, so let's just go as fast as we can. Chris, number seven. Uh, twenty seven six years, twenty six twenty seven years ago, whatever it was. Um, I helped start a little LARP here in Grand Rapids. Uh, just doing foam fighting and not a lot of characters. It's mostly just a bunch of nerds hitting each other with foam weapons. Good time. Uh, and, and this year, kind of like Scoutmaster, I, I got to hand the reins off to somebody else and let them take over. And uh, I got to sit back and watch them do better than I was doing. And, I mean, they took it from, you know, we doubled in size. And I literally did nothing but show up and sit in the back in uh, my literal rocking chair and would get off my lawn every now and then just as a joke because I might be the oldest guy out there. But it was just nice to see that grow for once something nice. that is very tough to get to grow in the grand rapids market is a larp if a few conservatives and a lot of people that walk by judging it and yelling harry potter lives and i'm like we're not on brooms <laughs> so this isn't quidditch yeah it's so. not the same thing <laughs> um, 
that's just nice to know that, you know, once again, it's something else I can bid for years and step back and let somebody else take over. And I just get to show up when I want to and have a good time. Yeah. I have no responsibilities. Did you Nothing think 20 something years ago that it was going to become that? No. 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 I would have been happy if it had just kept living, so to speak, or if it had just let me play for a few years and then it died and I found something else to do and, you know, it's still going. Yeah. And I still go to some national events where there's, you know, thousands of people hitting each other with foam weapons. Foam weapons, yeah. Yeah. Now I just sit on the sidelines and just, you know, make (laughs) silly comments and try not to break my 40, almost 49 year old body. There you go. I hit my kids with foam weapons, not for a LARP, just because it's fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, I tell you, um, pre-gens, I think, are something that people don't give a lot of thought to sometimes, okay. you know, because uh, I've seen a lot of pre-gens out there for different systems. Well, The Walking Dead, uh, there's a TTRPG for The Walking Dead from Free League Publishing. I'm kind of like a spokesperson for them, just throwing mm-hmm. it out there because I love their stuff. But um, we're big fans. Like we're not affiliated officially, but yeah, I'm no, a fan no, no, of most no. of their stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I created uh, the office. Uh, you know, Michael, Dwight, Jim, and everybody like that from uh, the show, The Office. I created pregens for the Office characters in The Walking Dead. Nice. And. I can't tell you how much fun I've had using those pregens, right. um, especially for people who've like you know actually watched the show. Um, I've never had so much fun creating pregens. I, I truly haven't, which is weird to say because even myself, like I create a lot of Dragon Bane pregens just because I go to a lot of conventions and I run game that you know game shops and stuff like that. But I don't go out of my way to create pregens for a specific reason and I did it for the walking dead and it was the best idea I ever did. We're uh, working on a review for the walking dead right now. Um, the game system, I, when that show came out, my wife was hardcore into it. Like the like first four or five seasons, we was like appointment television. We watched it together. Yeah. Uh, we both kind of fell, I fell off well before her, but she's involved too. But yeah, we're, we're looking forward to that game as well but and the office is fun so yeah i just i really like that combination of the office meets walking dead that's a that's a funny and fun idea so i can see how that maybe, would have... maybe we'll make that connection uh in 2024 yeah that might be something yeah maybe yeah. that might work um so i'm gonna do another movie i um i didn't think a godzilla movie could make me cry and then i watched monster godzilla minus yes. one yes one of the best movies i've just saw last year it was so amazingly well done and again, surprisingly emotional. Yes. Maybe there's some recency bias because I just saw it recently, but yeah, I, I was in the movie going, I cannot believe I'm crying in a Godzilla movie and not because it's terrible crying, but because I was so emotional about what was I saw on screen <laughs> it is such an amazingly well done movie. Again, I'm, I'm still a Marvel apologist. I don't think people are over superhero movies. I just think they're over bad superhero movies or mediocre superhero movies. And for this movie to be made for like less than $15 million and CGI worked well enough, but it was all built on the emotion of the people in this movie I there are so many people that need to go see that movie to learn how to do their job again. Joe, just so so well done. 
And again, I love the big bombastic, bombastic, stupid superhero or monster movies. I'm kind of digging that Monarch legacy TV show on Apple TV Plus, but Godzilla minus one is just off the charts, exceptional movie making. So it was one of my favorite movies all year. Year old boy again, like watching it for the first time, like it it was a legit Toho, like original, like. Uh, but again, but it wasn't, it wasn't about the monster though. Like it wasn't, you know, it's, it's such a different experience than like Godzilla versus Kong. Right. Cause to me, those movies like, why are there people in this movie? I don't, I don't want to know about anybody's life in the movie. I'm here to see Godzilla giant lizard fight the giant monkey. Right. Mm -hmm. But in Godzilla minus one, I'm like, I don't care about Godzilla anymore. I just want to learn more about these people. The the people, yes. the story is so well done about the people that that you care about them. Uh, just I didn't think I would, and I did. So I just thought it was so good. So they good. treated Godzilla like an actual force of nature yeah. and not just like a plot point. Or he's like Michael Myers from Halloween. Like he is, he is just, yeah, like he's just, he's evil and bad. He's not the hero. He's not here to save us. He's not going to fight the other monsters for us. He is going to ruin your day. Mm-hmm. And you've already had a really bad day. And I care about you and I don't want you to have a bad day. Like it just incredibly well done filmmaking. So it's just so good. Highlight just- of my year. All right, Chris, what is your number eight? Uh, so I, I combined this. Um, I Just the new games I got this year for both tabletop and video games. So, I mean, I did the Marvel Zombies Kickstarter. I, got, I opened mine for Christmas. I, I, I bought them, didn't open them, wrapped them, and yep. then opened them for Christmas. So I now have I, all of them. I, I got mine just before then. Uh, just to have that um, and hours that I'm going to be spending playing that. And then, you know, the other game that really excuse me hit me was uh honestly the star wars dread game that you and i came up with Mm -hmm. to to watch you run it twice and then for me to run it and to just kind of fall in love with the the kind of the concept of the dread system and then be able to wrap you know my my knowledge of the star wars lore into it and just to kind of learn from it i think i learned some good stuff about how to be a better storyteller in a lot of ways just from playing something different than what I'm used to. Um, and, and I like the idea that I can run it over and over, and it's just as simple as put the Jenga tower there. Uh, you're four Padawans. Uh, you're gonna, this is going to happen, and now I figure out where the story goes from here. Right, yeah. Yeah, I, I think really... running Dread is is like good training for anybody who wants to be a, a storytelling GM. It's like it, it just forces you to roll with the punches, figure out what they're doing, improvise, and integrate their th- – what they're doing into what you kind of had sort of planned. I, I just, you know, I think it's an amazing system. It's genius and it helps you be better at other games. Yeah. It was, it's yeah. A lot of fun. I've been Have you ever fun played any it. dread, Mr. Dragonbane? No. Oh. And, and I mean, you're, you're mixing a TTRPG system that I don't know that's narrative based and star Wars. Hey, I want to play. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, we get you at a catacomb. Maybe we'll get you in that game, or maybe we'll get you to a faculty retreat sometime because we usually yeah. do one up in Ohio-ish, not too far from you. So oh. we'll, we'll get you on the shore. We'll try to find a way to get you together. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what is your number eight? Well, um, you you talked about Godzilla Minus One. That was on my list. So, uh, you know, I won't talk anymore about it, but... It, it truly, it made me feel like I was a 12-year-old boy again, watching it for the first time. 
I just, I, it was incredible. I loved it. I really did. I watched it multiple times. The one part I'll add to it, my daughter, who I talked about earlier, like I said, this is a proud dad moment. She's yep. learning Japanese. Oh, She's nice. taking oh. Japanese for the third year in high school. And she understood all of it. Oh, nice. Like, as the subtitles were coming in, she she would lean over and like, no, it didn't say that exactly. It said it like this. And I was oh, just nice. like, I love that. I love yeah. that. That is very, um, very cool. But uh, streaming, streaming was a big thing for me in 2023. Okay, yeah. I got onto, um, I got into the streaming, um, you know, being on people's shows. Again, thank you for having me on here. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I ran games for, uh, you know, Victory Condition Gaming for Doug. Uh, I've run a couple other. I've been on the radio, uh, or not the radio, but a podcast that's just audio um like streaming in general like it's been pretty big for me in this year um and i plan to do a lot more of that in 2024 i i have a lot of plans for 2024 for streaming if you can guest it's so much more fun to be a guest because you don't do any work you don't do any editing you just show up (laughs) do your thing and then disappear it's it's pretty great let me tell you it's pretty great yeah editing's fun Fun. Yeah, fun, fun editing. But that was my number nine because I had, uh, you know, combined a number eight or a, a, a different number earlier with something else somebody else okay. said. So. Okay. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to rush anybody in particular, but we are running even longer than I expected. So I, I'm trying to get through. So, but I want to give things their due. Like there's things we want to talk about. Feel free. Yeah. Um. So my number nine is another movie. The Dungeons and Dragons movie was a GD delight. It yeah. was... Great. Was it a, like, was it cinema like Godzilla Mouse one? No, but it was such a fun D and D movie. It was exactly what I wanted from a D and D movie. I took my kids to see it. They both had a great time. I, again, I know it wasn't necessarily like you didn't make a ton of movie, but for me, I think it's kind of like milk at the grocery store. I don't think Hasbro needed it to make a ton of money to be successful. I think it was successful marketing, though Hasbro also lay off a bunch of people because they're jerks. So again, I don't know that I want them to be successful, but I want more D&D movies. Like I want three more just like that. Yes. 100% sign me up. Loved it. So I absolutely had a great time at the theater watching D&D this year. It played out like a like an actual adventure, you know. It played out exact where the adventure itself is not important, but then somehow, some way, it becomes like, oh no, we have to save the city. Like, it, yeah, it you know, was it a very good representation of like a a fun D and D game. It didn't all make exact sense, you know. It, it's silly, but it's more about personalities. But it was fun and. It paid itself off well, and some of the gags worked great. I loved the reverse heist. Like to me, that that was like I've ran reverse heist D and D games before. That was amazing. Like I, so much fun, so much fun. Yeah, but I forgot about that one. All right, I liked it too. Chris, your number nine. Um, again, going off the gaming thing. Uh, th- this was a a big year for me and and my wife Melissa. We, I mean, for years we've spent time, you know, raising a kid and doing things for scouts and work and stuff. And this is, this is probably one of the first years that we just got to spend time together, just the two of us. And we've been married for 21 years now and we're still finding fun and excitement. We're not bored with each other. Yeah. 
and I, I've I've seen it in too many other relationships where they're like, yeah, that's my wife. Uh, you know, what are we going to do next, guys? And I'm like, hold on, like, that's it. That's all you're going to talk about your wife. Where to me, I'm always like, hey, this is my wife Melissa. Come here, we're going to play this game. She's going to probably beat us all, or teach us the rules, or you know, whatever. And you know, just having a year where the two of us can just do that kind of stuff was really nice. And you know, it's something that we we definitely want to keep doing because you know we want to be you know. Well, we're on 42 years and we're still having fun and finding new ways to be exciting. And I'm still looking at her and, you know, going peaches again, <laughs> peaches. watch blue eye samurai and you'll understand. Yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to jump in front uh, just because yeah. I want to piggyback on that and say that, you know, my wife doesn't play these games. She does play some role or uh, some board games with us, but she's not really into it. She's nowhere near into it. Like I am, she doesn't really like the role playing games. So, that's another thing when I talk about how I've had a good year, I think just, I think my marriage is stronger now than it's ever been. Like we, I, I like to joke that we work because we both settled. Like, you know, usually they say one person settles in a marriage. We both settled in different ways, but it, I'm just so like, I'm not a religious person, so I don't like to use the word blessed. Cause I think I don't, but I feel like I'm blessed in some ways that I have a relationship with, I have with her. And so my 10th one is actually the TV show, the last of us which is based oh. on the video game. It's like the yes. a mushroom apocalypse. Um, and I want to pick it back because that was a show that my wife and I, like I never, never played the video game before, but I knew something, I knew a little bit about it, but that was a thing that we got to do together. It's kind of like when game of Thrones came out, that was a thing for us because we both had read the books and we both loved the, the show. The first five seasons are incredible. Uh, the last couple, not so much, but, mm-hmm. um, we, we watched that show together. It was like appointment TV. We got together. We didn't know what was going to happen. We, we, we experienced it together. And then I would go watch like four hours of explainer videos and YouTube things, and she would not. But it was just really special for us to have that. It kind of combined kind of my nerd stuff, you know, together. But it was just such a really good show. But we both really get, we got to watch it together. Uh, so that's why it was on my list. It, the show itself was good, but the experience I had sharing that with my wife was what made it more special than, yeah. than just what it was. So that would be all my 10th one. So Mr. Dragonman, your 10th one, please. Well, the last thing that I have to speak on as far as 2023, just what made it wow. I mean, it's the the networking, the the friendships, the people that I've met along this journey like if if i didn't i was like i said i was running dragon bane i was running a lot of before i even got to origins i was already at like 150 hours okay but um a guy who lives here matt mcleod he's a good friend of mine uh i mean we're we're we talk every day okay that's just how it goes um and a lot of it's memes. We send a lot of memes back mm-hmm. and forth. You know, it's that kind of friendship. Um, but, um, you know, he asked me, he's like, hey, you want to go to Origins? You want to run some games? And I was like, I've never done it. I want to. Yes. And just because of that one decision, I've made so many new friends, you know. Um, like, I sent out, like, I did terrible Christmas cards this year. And I just put out a Facebook post, like, hey, mm-hmm. who wants one? And I had a lot of people send me their address in, you know, in my, in my messages. And I would not have been able to do that had I not said yes to go run games at Origins. I just wouldn't have. Yeah. 
And it's amazing just the amount of people that you meet, you know, and, and the, the connection that you can make with those, those people. Uh, you know, like I said, we've, we've, you know, been in interaction multiple times this year. Uh, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy to see where you meet people, how you meet them, running games with them, playing with them in games. And you just never know where it's going to go. You know, Oh, and there's so much in my life that would not exist if, if I hadn't said yes, or other people had not said yes. Like, I, yeah. I think there's like a, I've, I've seen like some like positivity guru say, just say yes. Like that's how life happens. But I completely agree. Like you, people need to say yes more, not to everything. Cause there's some things you don't want to do, but try to say yes more than maybe you normally would. And there's some pretty amazing things that can come out of that. I agree. One hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So I believe that's all of our lists. Uh, because we are running long, we also came up with a few things that we're looking forward to. So we're just, I'm just going to do my three together, um, and then you, we can both do that. And then I think if we have resolutions, we're going to cover those as well. But we're still we're almost done. For those of you who are hanging out, we've got a few people who are still watching us. We're getting close. Um,
take the wife and go on a vacation and out in nature again, unplugged. Mm, there you go. We did that a couple of years ago. We canoed around on some lakes on an island just with some friends, and it was nice to literally say to the world, I won't have cell phone coverage where we're going. Leave me alone yep. for eight days. There you go. So we're going to do something like that. Uh, another thing I want to do is uh, continue to cut negativity out of my own mind and just out of my life. I lived for too long in there, and in the last few years, I've done a good job of getting rid of that. And I no longer look at the glass as half empty anymore. Um, I look at it as now it has more space to be refilled. There you go. Nice. So oh, fantastic. Well, again, I I love that you do this show with me, and that's one of my sort of like mantras: is that positivity here. We talk about things we love. Mm -hmm. We just don't talk about the things we don't. Um, so I'm I'm hoping or happy to think that maybe I've had some positive influence oh, on you in that regard. Uh, but uh, your your friendship, I value that. I, I think of mm -hmm. you like a brother, probably more so because my brother's an asshole. I don't really like him. So, uh, but I love you like a brother I should have had oh, growing there up, not go. the jerk off I had. Right yeah. Mr. Dragonbane, share please a couple or two or three things that you're looking forward to for next year. Well, as Mr. Dragonbane, um, I am, you know, I spent the last couple cons really, really digging the moniker, you know, really digging the the theme, you know, Mr. Dragonbane. And like I said, it's honestly made me a better game master. Mm -hmm. It really has. Um, and I find that learning other systems has made me a better game master. So that's the two things that I have. One, I want to run more systems. I want to learn more systems because I feel that would make me a better person as a game master to introduce to other people. Okay. You know, because I, I feel that if you play one system for too long, you kind of get stuck in a way. Like, you always play the same character. You always play, like, you know, you always do kind of start doing the same thing. So I, I, I like to break that. And as I learn new systems, I introduce new systems to new people. But the second thing is I'm going big with the Mr. Dragonbane. I'm going to, I'm, I'm making that my brand. And, you know maybe stop going by Jonathan just period in life. And I'm just going to have everybody calling, you know, Mr. Dragon Bane. That's right. Uh, like Prince. Yeah, sure. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, no, in all seriousness though, I, I really do. You know, I want to make it um, kind of my thing. You know, everybody has a thing. Mm -hmm. I want that to be my thing. Even if I'm running a different system. Oh, Hey, you're Mr. Dragon Bane. You got that right, man. Yep. Okay, cool. Right, well, best of luck with that. Again, hopefully, I'm, I'm going to be going to River City Con where you will be there running games with me and my, for me and my son. Hopefully, we'll get you to a catacon if the schedule works out this year. Yes. Some yes. other things. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Best of luck. Uh, so I think both of you kind of mixed in. But if anybody has any gaming resolutions, I, I think I suggest we come with one. I will just say uh, there's lots of things I want to try to do. Like, like Chris, I, I try to do better every year. I want to improve things. Part of that is I just want to try to give, it sounds selfish, but I want to try to give myself more time for myself. Um, mm. I've been podcasting, streaming, doing things for 13 years now, and I love it. Just like the like you and the Mr. Dragon thing. I love the Michael that is the RPG Academy. I love the friends that I have made. I love the, that people love, like listen to our show, that I've helped yes. people find new games and learn new games and do new things. 
But I also feel like maybe, because again, this isn't a job. Like I don't make anywhere near enough money off of this to make it worth the time that I spend in it. So I want to take some of that time back. I want to try to focus more on my kids. Like I don't, again, not to get too sappy, but I got a 12 and a 13 year old and we're already talking like, when five years they're going to be out of, you know, they're going to be in college, they're going to be out of the house. And, you know, what's the world? I want to make sure that I'm giving my time to my family, but I still need time for myself. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm, I'm stopping, but I want to make sure I'm, I'm managing that time. But my actual resolution is to paint at least half of the minis, not all of them, half of the minis that came in that Marvel set. Cause there's like 300 or something. I did some ridiculous number. Yeah. Um, Seven and not paint boxes. them well. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I'm going to paint them well, but I'm going to put paint on at yeah. least half of them sometime in 2024. Uh, so, Chris, anything else that you would label as a resolution before we sign off here? For gaming or just in general? In general life, man. Whatever you want. Um, my wife and I have already talked about it. We're going to get a gym membership, mm. lose some weight, get healthier. I did it nice. once before, not too long ago, before I blew my back up. Yeah, you were tight, man. You were looking great there, and then you upped yep. your back up. Yep. And my back is starting to start to feel that way again. So I need to go and lose yeah. the, you know, 60 yeah. pounds I put back on um, and not just use food as my comfort thing of, oh, I had a bad day. Let me go eat yeah. a pizza and so half easy a pie. Yeah. I need to get back to let me eat a head of cauliflower and some handful of chicken and be healthier um, to do that. That's the big one. You know, and I got to promote some of my ideas and my accomplishments at work. I'm watching other people start to take credit for stuff I do. And yeah. I need to find a nice way of saying, oh, hold on. Who really pitched that idea? Right. Yeah. Was it you or was it me? And you're just putting your name on it. Like, at least put my name with yours. Yeah. I, I mean, can you credit. take some of my stupid ideas? I have lots of those. You can have all yeah. those you want. The good yeah, ones I, I want credit for. <laughs> yeah. So, but do it in a nice, positive way. You know, there's some opportunities opening up for me to possibly move around in the company. And I'd nice. like to do that. Um, but I need to just find a better way of doing it and not just rely on this corporate hierarchy that I'm learning is full of politics that I don't like. Yeah. I worked in corporate uh, banking for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm at that age because we're, we're similar to the same age where I, I felt like my job was to do a really good job. And make sure the people who work for me got credit for what they did. Like I was really good about promoting people within. And my expectation is that my supervisors would do that for me. And I was failed a lot at that. Like I, I feel like That's... I wasn't I wasn't being done to the way I was trying to treat others. That's the way I thought I was raised. That's how it worked, you know. Uh, no, it's not how it works, unfortunately. Not in every company, at least. Yeah. That's what I'm fighting. If you out don't too. fight for yourself, you may not have anybody fighting for you. Yep. So well, uh, not to end this on a sappy note, but uh, it's kind of combining with what both of you have said throughout this entire thing. Um, and actually, I was a part of a, a Gax Works earlier. I was working on, or I was listening in on something that Luke Guy Gax was talking about. Um, but in 2024, I'm going to make more time for my friends, uh, friends that I meet, friends that I've had. And for my family, uh, especially for my daughter, you know, my daughter hit me uh, during the summer, uh, towards the end of last school year. But during the summer, she hit me with the, uh, well, what are you going to do when you have your weekends back? Because I only get her every other weekend because she lives with her mom. 
And I was like, what? What, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, when I go off to college, what are you going to do? And it was raining. Like, we were driving on the expressway, and it was raining outside, and I rolled my window down. We're going, like, 70 miles an hour, you know, 65, 70 miles an hour. I rolled my window down, stuck my head out for a minute. I was like, oh, my God, there's just so much water on my face. Oh, uh, what was your question again? Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, gamers... Us, you know, us gamers, typically we don't have the best health. Um, I actually lost uh, a friend of mine, a game master that's here in my area. You know, I've known him for a, a long while and, you know, he passed away. I lost my grandma a week after that. Um, 2024, I just want to be, whether I'm running games or not, you know, I want to be with my friends, with my family. I actually got to run uh, The Walking Dead for my sisters. Um like a month ago, they've never, they ne they don't play TTRPGs, they don't play games, but I talk about it so much, they're like, well, maybe you can run that for me, and I was like, yeah, 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 you know, I, I want to, I just want to see more people, you know, I want to enjoy people's company. I think that's a fantastic way to end this show. Uh, we, we say it all the time, we say it at the end of every show that I remember, uh, that has been the motto of the RPG Academy for almost the full 13 years, I think it was like maybe three or four months in it, it came up just organically in the show uh and it, it evolved slightly but basically if you're having fun you're doing it right so we want people to focus on just having fun focus on positivity if you don't like something just don't deal with that go find something else that you love um exactly. and hopefully you love your friends and hopefully you love your family sharing the things that we like sharing gaming with the people that we love like wives and sisters and family is important as well uh, so anyone who has been listening this whole time or maybe listens later, <laughs> I hope you had a wonderful 2023. I Again, I had a great year. It's, it's yeah. so many blessings that I had, great things, just fortuitous karma, whatever you want to apply it to. I had a great year. I hope next year will be equally as good, if not better. Uh, truly, Chris, again, I value your friendship. Uh, I'm I'm grateful, if nothing else, that, you know, RPG Academy brought people into my life like you and like Caleb and and honestly, Rocky and Jared and Brad and all those people are in my life mostly because of this show. Um, I just, I can't imagine what my life would be like had I not done this because people like you wouldn't have been in my life. So thank you so much for what you do. Um, Again, love you like a like a good brother, not a jerky brother. And uh, thank you for being part of my life, man. Appreciate you. Love you, love you too, man. And I, you are a big part of why my life has become more positive. Um, just you and all the other people in the, in the show and everything have just that that positive mentality has rubbed off on me in such a way that um, it's definitely made my life better. So thank you for doing this and me finding it and even though it was three months after we actually met that whole nother story, but um, yeah. no, I, I've, I've always felt blessed to be part of the group and love being on the show and you know, love all you guys. And it's awesome meeting your family again this year. That was such a cool thing for me to sit back and be like, you know, she is real. I didn't, I thought <laughs> yeah. Val was just somebody you talked about. Yeah. Here she is. She's a real person. My kids uh, are real. So, so. Awesome. All right. Well, just very quickly, Mr. Dragomane, where can people find you if they want to ask you to run games for them? Are you on social media, website? Where should people go if they want to connect with you? Well, uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. You know, Mr. Dragonbane. Um, no S. Yeah, no S. <laughs> uh, I'm on Facebook. I have actually, a, uh, I'm, I'm, I just started it. It's a Facebook page called Mr. Dragonbane. 
Uh, I have a YouTube, uh, the Midgard Press. Uh, it's my company that I kind of put all my stuff through. But um, yeah, uh, I'm on start startplaying.games as well if you want to go on there and find me as a game master. Um, you know, I just, the biggest thing is I just want to teach people how to play games. So, you know, if it happens to evolve into a campaign, hey, let's make it happen. Fantastic. Uh, Chris and I both can be found on Blue Sky. Same handles are on the here, the RPG Academy and then Burley underscore Chris. You can email the show, the RPG Academy at gmail.com. Um, and hopefully, again, wonderful 2024. Hopefully we will see you there. A couple weeks we'll be doing our first attention of the new year. Uh, but I'm just doing a quick sign off because it's, it's been late. Thank you both for being here. Thank you for everybody who's listening and watching now in the future. Thank you for being a part of my life. Everyone listening, again, I wouldn't be doing this if no one was listening. I'd still do it if not many people are listening because that's where we're at now. But I at least need a couple people listening. So, uh, And just remember... Chris said I could rub off on him or something. That's something like that. That's what I heard. Uh, you're having fun. You're doing it right. We'll see you next year. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.